To be in music, a Birmingham-based organisation that looks at the lives and roles of music industry professionals. This week we'll be speaking to... I'm Kez uh, and I actually manage Riskus. I also run a promotion company called Hey Honey. I'm Tom and I am the guitarist in Riskus. I'm Eve, I'm also a guitarist in Riskus. So how did you all get into the music industry? With the band, uh, we all sort of met at college. Mm-hmm. Um, and form as part of a group and then sort of took our music outside of college and we had a few songs recorded and we used to write quite a lot and then we sent it to BBC Introducing and sort of that like progressed further and further that sort of got us sort of where we are now um, but individually like I sort of started playing guitar when I was really young yeah. and always sort of, I've always sort of wanted to do music, always known I wanted to do music. Yeah I mean obviously the same we all met at college pretty much on the first day and then we started the band as part of a project and it all kind of went from there kind of the same thing I've always been interested in music I've played drums before and then I always wanted to play guitar but I never thought it'd be good enough and then like three years ago I started playing guitar and haven't looked back since I got into it because I played in a band called Gleam uh, which were around for about two three years and then from there I started a indie club night called Club Lamore and then that kind of blew up really I mean that kind of shocked everyone myself and Tommy Greaves He's also involved in Hey Honey With Me, which is what the kind of Club and More turned into, company-wise. I mean, it was actually Tommy who put Riskers on for a show at the O2 Institute in the Blue Room, wasn't it? That was mm-hmm. 2016? Yeah, that's where we first met. And then that's where I saw them for the first time. They were opening, um, and they just blew me away. And actually, out of all the acts that I've ever passed through and had on, they were the only one they ever actually looked at and thought, these guys have really got something here. Yeah. I need to be involved with these. What does your roles involve day to day? For example, if the band are touring or if they've got a gig, what do you guys have to do? For us mainly, it's more of the practicing and the writing um, and all that, whereas Kez does a lot of the promotion and the social media and all that kind of thing. Yeah, we kind of speak between us, don't we? That's the good thing about Riskers as a whole, is because everyone seems to have their strengths within it. You know, obviously I take care of the management, the booking, and like kind of guide everyone a rough path but everyone brings their own kind of strengths to the table and I guess we kind of go from there really yeah. and like social media is kind of like my bag really but then you guys obviously write amazing tunes <laughs> you know I'd have, I'd have nothing to manage if it wasn't for you guys so I guess it kind of works you know part and parcel together um obviously there's like you all make your own way to gigs and stuff don't you and then practice and buy your own instruments and yeah you know, that's your kind of role you know, I don't get really get involved in that kind of side of it. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, we book rehearsals. If we know we've got a gig coming up, we have to book rehearsals. We have to figure out when we're going to rehearse mm. and do all that kind of thing ourselves. Mm. Then we convene back with Kez. Yeah, we all kind of just make a that. plan together, don't we, really? Yeah. How best it's going to work. So what goes into making a song or an album or an EP? I think creatively, we literally just get in a room and just see what happens. As silly as that sounds. Yeah. Well, obviously, we all play individually. On, you know when we're in our rooms and stuff uh, and we'll just be playing a riff and then someone will join in someone will join in and then three minutes later we've got a complete song somehow it kind of it either happens usually just in one big burst or not at all mm-hmm. but that's just our kind of um, writing style I suppose yeah if we go in and like yeah we're going to write the best song we've ever written we never won't. happens <laughs> yeah it doesn't but then if we've all got ideas like floating around we haven't practiced for a while and we'll go in and we'll have like a good three hours and we could be jamming something for like half an hour and go oh, you know Tom I like what you played there play that again or George I love that lyric 
etc and it just sort of forms itself from there yeah. yeah i mean sometimes it could take literally like five six minutes or sometimes it could be over a few weeks we write we write a song yeah so what's your favorite thing about being in the band and being a manager i mean for me i think the real pinnacle moment so far has been when i booked a tour for them at the start of this year and i played like the key cities so manchester london birmingham and sold out every day which was impressive you know i don't think any of us expected that really but being down in london london was like 300 cat venue and then it was like rammed before doors even opened and then when they, these guys went on, they were literally like chanting, they knew every word. And I was just at the back of the room like, wow, like this is what it's all about. It's amazing. <laughs> and I think that was definitely the kind of pinnacle moment for me. It's like seeing hard work pay off as well, I think. Like when, you know, sort of Kez will say, you know, trying to get you on a, this, this slot, a gig or whatever. And it's like a band that we all really love and listen to or a festival slot or whatever. And then when it finally comes off, and it's like, yes, like we've worked so hard for it. And, and yeah, and just like progression as well. Like I just love like, seeing where we've come mm-hmm. and like how far we're going to go in the future hopefully i personally my favorite thing is the performing it's like especially at some of our first gigs when we're playing and you can just see people start to come down the stairs <laughs> that's just the best moment for me or people start doing that also just getting to be involved in a good scene especially at the moment birmingham is just absolutely going madlands up. and it's <laughs> madlands yeah it's just great i mean you, you know you can go to a gig and you oh you're so and so from such and such band and you you know you meet up and then you see each other and it's just it's just nice it's a good feeling mm-hmm. that actually brings me on to my next question which is <laughs> um, how would you guys describe birmingham music scene at the moment thriving yeah it's really going off at the minute i'd say it was unique you've got a lot of bands with different sounds all kind of playing on the same bills and playing together like supporting each other which mm-hmm. is really interesting at the moment i think because i was around when like peace and swim deep and all that kicked off mm-hmm. i think the difference there was there was a club like called zombie prom yeah. which is what i kind of was a massive inspiration for me to do club and more we I mean, used to be based at the rainbow and it's split across like the warehouse the courtyard and there was another part which you can't access now called the garden and you'd have the likes of like tom holloway who runs sonic gun now he'd be like djing it there and You'd have peace in one corner, swim deep in the other. And it's just all these bands that were just like mates. And then obviously it all just blew up and like no one expected it. But then the sad thing was that like a lot of them moved away. Mm. And Birmingham suddenly had this like B-town scene, but none of the actual bands that were featured <laughs> all the time were actually even living in it. You had the likes of like Superfood with the next ones to come up and then Jaws and Wide-Eyed and all these other bands. And then that was great at the time. But then eventually that just slowly, I think when people started to realise that none of these bands that they were talking about, the whole B-town scene... It was just slowly faded away. I think that was where Club Amore was, the idea of getting all the bands that were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some real talent. It's just linking it all together under one bracket. But now it's just the last year yeah. where the West Midlands is blown up. And it's been, this is way more exciting than it was in mm-hmm. 2012, way more, in my um, opinion. So what was your actually initial idea behind Club Lamore? Basically, it started off as a kind of, because <laughs> the venue is Sucky 10 It's only like yeah. 150 cap. Um, and he just started off as a bit of a hangout for us and our mates. Then the idea to get bands playing, and then that's where I kind of took inspiration from. Like, there was two club nights. There was the after party and Zombie Prom, and I wanted to do a combination of the both. And then we got live bands playing. And then we pushed the hours, so it'd open at 11. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have bands at, like, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then shut at 6. So it was, like, the only late-night party, really, in, like, well, the whole of the Midlands, to be honest. And there's not many across the country that operate, have bands playing that late. So we were quite unique, and a lot of the press actually jumped onto it, which was quite good. We had, like, Rat Boy play, and then Power Waves came down. I mean, the chances of getting them now would be, like, yeah. nothing, you know <laughs> what I mean? But at the time, they were an up-and-coming band like everyone else. 
but yeah, I think that was that was kind of the reason behind it, really. I think it was to link in the scenes slash create a, a late night party. To be in music. You guys said about obviously all bands playing under one bill. Mm. Do you think it's difficult now for bands or for managers to get onto Birmingham scene? I think it's easier than ever, really. I've seen bands literally form in October of last year, yeah. and now they're playing on the bill of a sold-out show, and everyone knows them, and it's just it's just great. I always just say to people, like, if you want to start a band, just do it. It's it's so viable now. Just go for it. But sorry, when we when we first started, like our first show was a sold-out support slot with High Tide. Like we supported them at Sunflower Lounge, and that was like because it was crazy because it was like a first show. And like just even think of like playing shows like that I wouldn't even imagine yeah. that we would have been able to do it but we did and that's like sort of how easy it is mm-hmm. you know because there are so many good bands in Birmingham so many opportunities for these yeah. bands Is there ever been a time when it has been really difficult for you to get into the scene or you've had like problems doing tours or that kind of thing uh, I mean there's always going to be certain complications and stuff like that but I think yeah. for us it is literally being kind of forming and then just having the rise I mean, obviously there's ups and downs, but it has just been a good pace when I was beginning at college and then getting lucky with some support slots um, and then just working from there, basically. I think the biggest problem we had was when I first started working with them, after about four weeks, we suddenly had an email through from uh, BBC Radio 1 saying they'd been chosen as BBC Introducing Artists of the Week and that they were going to be played on like national radio, Radio 1, every day for like 10 days which they did and then suddenly I had just this influx of emails and calls and from the various labels uh, asking for more and we weren't in a position <laughs> to give them anything um, and it was a kind of like ringing around studios I mean eventually got, we got, I got them in with who I wanted to which was Ryan Pinson um, and he actually recorded their first track so he knew the lads pretty well he you know, knew the sound and just to get in and just record and record and record and we're back in with him again aren't we in a month's time to record another like four or five tracks I think you just need to be prepared, I mean, because you never know what's around the corner. And that was a big thing for us. We were not prepared for that at all. And I think, yeah. like, we, it's not as if the whole of Birmingham really knew at the time who Riskers were as a band. I mean, considering it's compared to now, you know, yeah. if you got that yeah. award now, we'd be like absolutely laughing. But I mean, he did give us a good platform for me to promote them nationally. Yeah. But regionally, it was like we were still in the process of building up and got there in the end. But <laughs> at the time, it was pretty hard. So, what's next for you guys as a band? Uh, we've got some festival slots we haven't announced yet yeah some exciting stuff got an EP coming out I'll let you guys I'll let you yeah. guys say yeah we're re- <laughs> recording again like you just said in April festival slots some more uh, shows in London and then who knows <laughs> yeah I've got another tour that we're gonna hopefully be doing later this year but I've probably already said too much really. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any advice for somebody that wanted to go into a band or into managing artists I think just go for it we were lucky because we all met at college, but it's so easy, like you know, it's like a post-it note at Mother Studios or mm-hmm. you know, just anywhere where people will be able to see it. Say I play guitar or I play drums, and people want it. People do want to get in bands. We've spoke to people outside our gigs and our yeah. shows, and they've been, oh, you know, I want to play in a band, but I don't know any singers. But there is so many people out there, and if you just go for it and just make the most of it and yeah. put everything into it, then you could be where we are or further ahead of us. You know, it's anything mm-hmm. could happen really. I think for in terms of managing artists, I think you do need to have a good amount of contacts is probably your best bet. So, you know, I was quite lucky because I had the platform that I'd had with Club of More. 
plus being around the Birmingham scene for like the last five, six years and pretty much knowing everyone, everyone's kind of who I used to go out with when I was like 18, 19, now sits in, you know, roles which have been hugely beneficial to us. Yeah. You know, I've been quite lucky in that sense. But I mean, as a promoter, you know, when I started doing a couple more, I really, that was a total whim. It was like, yeah. this could not work or it could. And I was just very fortunate that it did. Um, like I say, I think I think we've been given some lucky breaks and that is part and parcel of it. However, if you're dedicated, you will do it. Yeah, we've had setbacks loads along the way. Loads of things we've had come through that we've all been geared up for and then it's been pulled out from underneath us. But, you know, you get back on it, don't you? And you crack on and, you know, if, if you work hard, then you're laughing. Thanks for listening. Follow us at To Be In Music and don't forget to subscribe for weekly updates. To Be In Music.